Island Community Radio, 92.9 FM WGGTLP Philadelphia, and online at gtownradio.com. We are Cue the Mic. Cheers, queers. Good evening, everyone. My name is Sandy Smith. Uh, pronouns are he, him, his. And uh, I will be your host for this week's edition of Cue the Mic. Uh, our fearless leader, Dr. Renee Norris-Jones, is taking a much-needed vacation. Uh, she's just giving herself a rest from the hectic pace of her life. Not to worry, folks, she will be back. But in the meantime, the rest of us are here. Uh, as you know, I do this on the side, and my day gig is home and real estate editor at Philadelphia Magazine. Uh, please do not send letters addressed Dear Ms. Smith. And with me tonight are our lovely and talented engineer, Chief Ranter Fox. Hey, I'm Fox, co-host, associate producer, and I go by she, her, hers, and sometimes dude. And I'm just chilling through the coronavirus right now, getting through school. And we also have uh, our reliable, uh, our reliable third guy on the uh, host. Uh, excuse me, <laughs> and the third. Other- <laughs> Third person on the host rotation. Yeah. Take it away, Griffin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my name is Griffin. I use they, them pronouns. Um, yeah, I am a student journalist and uh, am so glad to be a co-host of this show. Um, yeah, also just chilling. Um, my semester ended a couple weeks ago, so I'm kind of like free now, but... Um, yeah, we're coming at you not live anymore. We are pre-recording, unfortunately, maybe, um, until we're allowed back in the studio. Um, but don't or, hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not sure how long that will be. I don't think anyone's really sure how long that will be. But, um, but yeah, I, I, think we're, I think we're hanging in there, doing well. Um, yeah, I'm honestly just staying home and playing a lot of video games. That's, you know. Me, it's about word games. So many video <laughs> games right now. I'm playing uh, Vampires of the Masquerade Bloodline. I've never played it before, and it's really interesting. Nice. I guess everyone's freaking out about the sequel coming out. Um, yeah. Yeah, that one looks cool. Time. It's cool. It's, it's really cool. It's made by the same people that did the original Fallout games. Which I oh, didn't really? know. Which oh, makes yeah. sense when you play the game and you see the di- um the dialogue. Right, right. Because yeah, it's just I've, like silly. I've heard about it and I wanted to play that. Right now I'm right now I'm playing Stellaris, which I just bought, and I've been playing Guild Wars two, and that's a I think that's about it. But that's not really I don't know. <laughs> I also been playing ESO, but you know. Oh, Elder Scrolls? Yeah, online. Because you can be a vampire. I'm feeling very vampiric today um, in this, this quarantine for some reason, I think. Yeah, I'm not really sure why. We're inside. We're avoiding the sun. That's you know? a good point. I'm feeling yeah. kindred with it. Yeah, especially now that it's, like, getting getting to the summer. Um, oh, my house brutal. brutally kind of hot. <laughs> So we're we're going to get a taste of that this weekend, according to the forecast. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, temperatures in the 80s. 
Uh, well, it was, actually, it was actually in the 80s two days ago, I think, because I was on a bike mm-hmm. ride, and that was a mistake. <laughs> I, I was I, dying. Recording well, a co- this will be airing in June, probably. So yes, I believe so. Technically, it is. It is. We'll say it's June. It's Pride Month. Yeah, it's June. We have a lot to celebrate this month. It's Pride Month, even though none of us will be in the parades or or celebrating with the with the Pride event, which is really sad. I know some people are organizing events online. Um, the group that I made for my area, we were talking about what we could do. Uh, I made a joke that we should just drive around um, in a troop of people and. Yeah. Uh, just yell gay at people and throw glitter at them in open container. But, you know, that's not legal, so probably won't do it. Yeah. Which is actually a good point to segue into our lineup for tonight because uh, Pride uh, Pride Month and uh, the difference between this year's Pride and all others will be the main thing we're focusing in why pronouns matter tonight. Uh, after that, Fox has a rant. We also have uh, gay answers to straight questions. And uh, we do have an interesting little news diversion. Uh, you may have heard about the woman who's trying to sue all gay people. We'll be talking about that, too. Well, she a did mini, it. A mini rant, if you will. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of gotten popular again in the way that, like, the Internet digs up old things. Yeah. Um, definitely an interesting story. But, yeah, so this this show and the next few will be... Um, you know, sort of the uh, cue the mic pride edition uh, shows. And so for Why Pronouns Matter this week, we wanted to talk about sort of the idea of, you know, what the what the pride festival is and like our experiences with it and why why it's so important for people and what we can do now that we're inside. Um, and so I wanted to sort of start off by saying that I'm relatively, I'm actually very new to going to pride festivals at all. My first pride festival that I went to was 2019 and that was my first year going to pride. And I went with a bunch of, I went with a couple, um, people from school and we had a nice time. We danced really cringily and made people uncomfortable. <laughs> and uh, I got some, like, free shirts that people were throwing. And in, in Philly, it's, it's, it's really fun. There was a massive parade down Market Street. Oh, it's so fun. I always miss the parade, though. Yeah, I, I went, and I was so happy I went. It was, it was great. Um. Uh- I'm going to miss that this year. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, one, you know, the, the, the pride parade is of course, one of the highlights of the, uh, LGBTQ calendar each year. Uh, and if you live on the East coast, it's usually kind of hard to make the various celebrations because there are five major cities, uh, that have them. Actually, mm. I think Baltimore may have one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but usually only four weekends, which means that one city is going to be doubling up with another. And those who like to hit the circuit will have to miss one of them. There's a pride. Um, so to speak, the circuit of the pride parades. 
Right. I, I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know that people like traveled to go to different parades. Like, I yeah, they do. That's really cool. Um, Did you guys hear about the, there's an extreme Christian group that's saying that the virus is a gift because it's stopping pride events? I mean, it's stopping a lot of things. In- I know, but they specifically are acting like, they're like, yes, yes, this whole pandemic was because God wanted to stop pride this year. Can I be really mean spirited here? Uh, probably. I hope they all come down with the virus. Oh, that's maybe a bit too mean. <laughs> this is the I mean, opinion yeah. of Sandy Smith and not necessarily cue the mic or of G-Town Radio. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, because uh, some of the people in my group were talking about what we could do to combat that BS. So yeah. we were talking about flying as many pride flags as we can in Philly. But what, like, just think of the egotism you'd have to have to think, oh, yes. My God, killed people just to cancel pride in this country <laughs> or yeah. other countries, I mm-hmm. suppose. But like, that's so that's that's a pretty it's a new level of egotism. I've it I also it. Easter, but not to mention myopia. You know, I of Easter. course, we we did pass that we did pass a milestone yesterday in that a hundred thousand people in this country have now succumbed to COVID. Um, we should, you know, a moment of silence in their memory is perhaps warranted. Yeah. Especially since some of them were indeed our fellow lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender questioning and allies. Yeah. The, um, the first, I, I believe the first doctor to, um, die of it in the United States while treating other people was a gay man. Um, yeah, I saw that. I, I heard this statistic. I'd have to, I'd have to fact check it, but, um, what I heard was of all of the major catastrophic losses of life in the United States, COVID has become the fifth, fifth highest cause of death of all the major catastrophic events um, for the United States in just a matter of a few months. Yeah. Uh, you know, things like the Vietnam War or, you know, World War II or we've, whatever. Yeah, we've doubled the Vietnam War casualties now. Yeah. And um, a time of recording. Time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm still seeing, I mean, there's tons of people. I bike over on the MLK and uh, Kelly Drive and I, I I think it'd be over-assuming to say that half of the people are wearing masks because, like, nobody is wearing masks. I, I know. It bugs me so much. I went to go pick up something the other day that I bought from somebody. When I do that right now, I, I'll Venmo them money or whatever, and then I'll it will do contactless pickup. We'll leave it outside, and I'll come get it and sanitize it. I, I thought this was going to happen this time, and I came out of the car – I got there and I was like expecting to find an apartment and I get out of the car and this person and their partner and their dog are all outside, not wearing a mask and like with a thing that I'm buying in their arms and stuff like that. Just like, here you go. Here's all my germs. Oh my God. Yeah. I, 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 
maybe unfortunately for this pandemic kind of live in like I live in like a touristy part of the city and it's just you know people will be like out like in the parks like close to each other oh yeah masks or people will be jogging and not wearing their masks and oh yeah that's what I mean on MLK there's joggers skaters bikers um walkers and like nobody is wearing a mask (laughs) yeah I mean and 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 also like old people you know like like oh I know you know the the number of like really like older people that would be you know probably at I'm sorry my dog is drinking water I don't know if you can hear her I don't don't hear it okay all right (laughs) um I don't but like the number of like older people that I've seen walking around that you know they could be at risk and they're just no they don't have like you know face masks or anything like to be I, fair masks are to protect other people but there's like there's like yeah. a five percent of my protective but still it's, yeah it's about whether or not you care about other people yeah it's it's i i wish i knew like what like i just don't i literally don't understand i i wish i could understand like you know the drive of like oh you know you're supposed to wear a mask why aren't you and the fact that it's like so many people you know well i think people i think i think people sometimes do get confused because they think that these are supposed to protect them when the point is is that you're helping protect everybody around you right but at this point it's like willful ignorance there's so much information out there and all these doctors are just like pummeling this information out and i just feel like it's you know but anyways, to get back to Pride, to get back to- I'm sure we're all sick of hearing about the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, yet it's the only thing we can all talk about because it's infiltrated every part of our lives, yeah. uh, including Pride. Um, you were talking about Philly Pride. I actually, the only time, mm, I went the first time the first year I moved here, and it was amazing. Um, it, was, I, it was the first real big Pride I'd been to. I was at the Harrisburg one before, mm-hmm. but it was like really tiny. And before I walked in, they there was, like, this group of people that were, like, drawing pictures uh-huh. and, like, giving them to people. And this one girl came up. She's like, I just had a feeling that I needed to give this to you. And I thought it was, like, going to be a cute gay thing or, like, a was okay, like- she's, like, clairvoyant or something or she's she's got a, like, witchy religion. No, there was, there was a Christian group standing outside sweet sweet talk people over to their side before because they weren't allowed in pride but they were standing outside of it which right. was just really funny but I, um I yeah. like why why did you think i needed to see this like like did i like and it was like a it was like a black the picture was like a black hole with like a, a blue ring around it and then another ring and i was like what are you trying to tell me is this like nine circles of hell yeah are you telling me i'm devoid i don't know the abyss is calling to you uh it must be it must be calling to you fox but yeah the pride that i went to not this last year because i i went and missed it i went i went like two hours late and i missed everything um even though there was still two hours left i just but the the year before that i went oh no wait that was Oh, that was this year I'm thinking about. Yeah, I missed everything except for one performance at the end, and it was Vincent. And I finally learned the artist's name. The artist's name is Vincent, and it was mind-blowingly good. They were so, 
wow. talented. Everyone, check them out. <laughs> They're amazing. They're good artists, and they had these dancers on stage, and they did a they did a song called "Remember Me," hmm. um, and it was like right after one of my friends had died, so I got like really emotional. And I started oh. crying <laughs> in the middle of Pride. But the year before that, the one I actually made it to was amazing. Like, there were just so many good people there. Everyone was super nice. There was so much, like, good bi pride and good trans pride everywhere. I don't know. And people just going into whatever bathrooms. Like, they were technically male and female. Actually, they might have been labeled genderless. Yeah. But everyone was just going into each other's bathrooms. And it was just, like, no one cared. Yeah. I had never experienced that at first. So I walked in and I was like, Hey dude, what's up? <laughs> um, yeah. but no one cared. It was cool. Yeah. Um, I if you're talking about the 2019 one, I think I was there at the earlier part of that. And I had a I had a great time because the parade was great. It was beautiful. Um, there were so many like cool acts and flag twirlers and you know dance troops and all sorts of stuff but the at the end there was like a performance that you 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 really had you had to I think they sold tickets to it um you had to get a ticket to go in but the um there were a couple things there the first was that there were like a bunch of speeches by um there's a speech by uh, Governor Wolf, um, who's the governor. Was there really? Yeah. Yes. I missed that. There were a couple, a couple people who um, were there during the original um, Stonewall riots. Really? Yes, and that Damn was. It. <laughs> yeah, there was some really cool stuff. Yeah, and they and you know they told some stories, and it was it was really amazing. Um, the part that impacted me the most, though, was probably um, our, so Philadelphia's um, state Senate representative, uh, Malcolm Kenyatta. Yeah. Uh, he spoke um, at the Pride Festival 2019. And he's the, if, if, our, if our listeners don't, um, don't know who he is, he is uh, Philadelphia's senator or state rep um but he's the first um lgbt person of color representative in the state of pennsylvania oh i did not know that i didn't yes. realize that he was lgbt yes first openly yep. gay african-american to sit in hell. yep yep and so he got on stage and he opened saying that everyone everyone was you know, beautiful, and the audience cheered, yay! But the next thing he said was really, you know, because all the each of the each of the politicians mentioned that basically how much they adore the LGBT community, but that you know we're living in a time when LGBT rights are being threatened and stuff. Yeah. And you know, they each you know sort of vowed to try their hardest to you know stop repealing of rights and to guarantee you know rights statewide and stuff like this but what malcolm kenyatta said was amazing he he said you know our rights are being are being threatened and honestly 
if we're going to fix this, some of us are going to have to run for office. And, yes. and that was like, whoa, I, that blew my mind. Like, and, and I think everyone kind of like looked around and was like, wait, you know, we could run, you know, there's nothing stopping any of us from running for office. It's just, yeah. you know, I feel like there's this narrative that like LGBT people are like too outrageous or, you know, too, you know, it's like, you know, you don't imagine when you imagine a politician, you imagine like a very like uptight, you know, white guy who's like straight and religious and stuff. Or outwardly straight. Mike yeah. Pence. Yeah, and so it's and so that was like really impactful for me and yeah. That yeah, was... you know, it'd be a cool thing to do if we get a if we could do some research and find what it takes to run for any given office, big or small. Um, so now a lot of people probably hear that and think, well, you know, I just graduated from this or I just graduated from this. Like I probably would never be able to. And it'd be interesting to see what different levels of education and could qualify to run for what kind of office. I think it would maybe help people be motivated to do it. Yeah. There's no education requirement. Uh, you need not nice. hold a specific degree. You do See, have cool. a minimum age requirement, but I think for the state legislature, that's 21. Um, oh, wow. You know, uh, and so I, I could literally run for office is what you're saying. Correct. Wow. Uh, you do have to collect signatures from registered voters in your party to okay. get on the party primary ballot. Um, and you usually have, there's a threshold, it's some formula based on population of your district. Uh, and usually you have to collect about maybe twice as many signatures as are required to make it to the ballot because somebody is going to challenge the names you collect. Right. Interesting. What I what I heard for the presidential race for the presidential primary was you only need three thousand signatures. Well, you only I say only right, but you need three thousand signatures through throughout Pennsylvania to get on the ballot. Um, I wonder if it's for a district if that would go down. Um, but oh yes, yeah. I'm I'm sure the numbers are lower for you know, right. state rep and state senate districts. Right. But of, but of course, you know, people that people that are like running for president in the primary would have like, you know, they have entire teams, you know, scouring, you know, scouring the city and stuff. So, but yeah. And um, that's another reason why we need to get Michael Kenyatta on here, because he would be the perfect person to come on and talk about. Oh, my gosh. I would love to hear from him. You know, mobilizing people to join office. Speaking of legal stuff, I do want to get onto my rant, but I think we should touch on the the news article that was going around about well, the lady that tried to sue all the gays. Before <laughs> yeah. we do, can I at least note that uh, you know this will be probably the first year in many a year that I have not actually been physically present at a pride parade. I've either attended or marched in parades in three different cities: New York, Boston, and Philadelphia. Wow. Um, yeah. Historically, Philadelphia has always been sort of like the runt of the litter. Um, uh, you know, Boston, boo, boo, they, boo, they line boo, the streets boo. six deep. New 
York, of course, draws people from all over, especially last right. year for the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. Right. Philly's tends to be a more homegrown yeah. affair. And yeah. the festival seems to be bigger than the parade itself, but the parade has grown immensely. And I always miss the parade. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always heard that Outfest is bigger for Philly than, the, than Pride. I don't know what that is. What is Outfest, that? Outfest is a block party that takes yeah, place in the neighborhood on the weekend closest to National Coming Out Day. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I need to make sure I get to, well, not this year, but. Yeah, I believe that's in October. But but I, I believe I went to Outfest 2019, at least for one day. And then I went to the Pride Parade, and I did not see that at all. That was, that to me was, did not seem true. But yeah, I did, and a bit, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I did hear that 2019 Philly Pride was like the biggest Pride festival that they've had like ever oh, i was so pissed that i missed most of it but vincent, it was. Was good. vincent it was, was very good you know um the thing we got to work at is trying to get them to line the entire parade route six deep <laughs> wow that's another thing too like you said sandy that you're gonna be missing the first one in a really long time there's gonna be a lot of people like older than us that are gonna be missing their first pride and it's gonna be yeah a really isolating feeling for everyone even people that you know some people don't get much community where they're at yeah and the pride parade like me when I first got here I didn't know anybody and the pride parade was like the one thing that really made me feel reconnected to the community um so it's going to be hard for a lot of people not to have that so I think it's really important that we all try to organize or join um or find virtual events um, yeah zoom happy you know happy hour zoom pride zoom um, arts, something, something to keep yeah. all connected during roadblocks Pride. Roadblocks Pride Parade. Yeah. <laughs> Socially distanced roadblocks. Yeah. Where you just yeah. chuck glitter at people. Yeah. yeah, you have your Roblox, your, you have your Roblox graduation, and then you have your Roblox Pride Parade, now that everyone has an account. Yeah. Uh, um, anyway. Uh, moving on to the, uh, to the story. Yeah, so, in... So the, the headline from Pink News, which is a uh, British um, LGBT news network, is a 66-year-old woman tried to sue all gay people. Yes, really. And the jokes are writing themselves. This I mean, from, it's too easy. Come on. Yeah. And so this is from a few days ago. But the it turns out that she originally submitted her her, like, uh, attempt to to sue people in 2015 and it never got picked up for obvious reasons. Um, but it looks like someone like dug up dug it up on Twitter again. You know that that I guess it didn't really get as much attention the first time as maybe it deserved to get. And um, <laughs> it looks like yeah, and so people are people are kind of kind of uh, laughing over it. The thing some people are, are doing on Twitter is they're picking like um, television lawyers to represent them. So one person has, you know, the lawyer from The Simpsons, and there are a lot of like other ones that I don't get because I don't watch television all that much. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I just thought it was goofy. Apparently, the it's it's an entirely handwritten in cursive. 
her um, her lawsuit is. When I read the the title of it, I literally burst out laughing. It's called Driscoll versus Homosexuals. Oh. Um, oh man, that's amazing. Yeah, it's like it's so it's like handwritten in cursive, and it's like there's like a lot of misspellings and stuff. It's su- it's such a strange. It's very bizarre. This woman like calls herself like. Sandy, don't forget to mute your mic. Sorry, there's some background noise. She calls herself like, let me see. I think she calls herself the representative of like Jesus Christ or something like. That. <laughs> Yes. I'm going to fist fight the Stratos. Like, yes. What? She calls herself Ambassador for Plaintiffs God and His Son Jesus Christ. Oh my god. I am the hammer of God. Yeah. Which that's, is... That's amazing. I can't... Yeah. Talk about hubris. Yeah. I mean, imagine. Imagine having... Having... Like, the... Imagine having... Not only the, like ego where you declare yourself like the ambassador of god but then you also have the ego to like think that like suing an entire minority group is like something that you can do and that you have the right to do yeah i just oh my god that's it's too funny i mean i feel like It's just, it's like, I like, I am, I, I am very, um. Which is why everybody in the LGBT universe is getting lawyered up. <laughs> right, yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm. I have a very, like, image-based thought process, so when I hear this story, I'm just imagining, like, a woman standing out somewhere in nature or something and literally just trying to, like, fist fight a mountain or, like, yeah a, a, a swarm of bees. Like, it's just, like. Yeah, so on the on the <laughs> on the one side of the room you have like one woman, she's like standing behind like a you know, like a little dais, right? She's like you know, she's the she's the she's the you know, on the on the prosecutorial side. And then on the other side it, there's like a little dais, but then the crowd of people just sort of goes on and on and on and <laughs> like LGBT person oh in the entire god. world. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> good. This unbelievably massive room that you have to crowd all of the LGBT people into. <laughs> it doesn't. It like doesn't seem like. It doesn't seem like a real headline. It doesn't. It, it does um, not. But. And on the topic of things that, uh, on the topic of legal things, the thing I wanted to talk about today. So in the UK, there is something called gender identity fraud, and you it is oh. illegal. And you can go to jail for it. Yes, it's a trigger warning. This is not going to be happy for any of our trans listeners. But it's also important to know that this could happen. I don't think it's illegal in the U.S. the same way it's legal in the U.K. But I know that there are some ambiguous things surrounding it that could get you in trouble. Um, So basically, what made me think of this is that I heard a story about uh, someone named Gail Newland. And... She is a trans person who ended up getting sent to prison for six years on counts of sexual assault and fraud. Okay, so we can't talk about the victim. I think 
Uh, she's being protected, so we'll call her Chloe. So Chloe and Gail were best friends, and Chloe met somebody online who she said she thought was a male and fell in love online, and then she kept trying to meet up with this man, and he kept making up excuses why he couldn't. And finally he buckled and said that he would, but she said that he would only agree to meet her ever if she was blindfolded the entire time. Entire, entire time. That sounds healthy and reasonable. Yeah, let's just go meet someone you've never <laughs> met, ever, um, and a man, Talk and a blind uh, date. blindfolded them, oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, that's terrible. But date. that's her side of the story. Uh, Gail, and, and so basically um, it was Gail, and it was Gail with a an apparatus, uh, a dildo, and when they would have sexual relations, and one day Chloe blindfold fell off and she says she realized it was Gail and flipped out and um, didn't know it was her the whole time. Now Chloe's or Gail's side of it was that they were together and she did know. So now it's become this legal battle. This legal battle of gender deception is what they call it where you have sexual relations with somebody who does not know that you have transitioned from another gender. Um, she's not alone. There's a lot of other people who have been uh, who have been sentenced to jail and are now on the sex offenders register for life. Oh, oh no! Yes, because they didn't disclose the fact that they had transitioned. Now you can all you can already see why this is going to be right a, a very troubling rhetoric. Because also, by the way, I will say the judge in Gail's case did something he wasn't supposed to do before the jury made their decision. He worded the statement for the defender or for the, for Chloe, the prosecutor in favor of Chloe calling Gail a predator. Judges are not supposed to do that before a jury makes their decision because that is considered swaying the jury. It was very clear that the judge was uh, transphobic put simply. And that's the issue with this now, this like I said is in the UK, but I know that there are some concerns about it being like that over here. Um, oh, it's also it's also in Israel. I so yeah, let's talk about this: the criminalization of 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 what they call gender deception. It uh, so was was the person. The not blindfolded person was yes, were they the trans or were they just there's so many layers to the situation that are just so there there are I believe I think we yeah talked I believe if I'm really uh, correct yeah yeah I'm, if I'm not mistaken I believe she was she's trans okay. Um, and their their standpoint on that law is that all of the victims hadn't consented to having sex with a woman or a trans man. So, which I mean, they the the other person consented to being blindfolded and never seeing the person that they're. I mean, like, like it's yeah, it's hard because like... you want to believe the victim that of someone that is claiming sexual assault, but at the same time. You have yeah. to like think about how vulnerable this makes any 
trans person in this scenario, especially with a judge like this judge, who was clearly slighted in a specific direction. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, I don't want people to be, like, disturbed by this stuff. But, like, at the same time, like, you know, when you're on the internet, like, you should, you know, I feel like everyone's pretty aware that, like, people often aren't who they say they are. Well, yeah, exactly. And lying, just lying about general stuff to get somebody in bed isn't a crime. So why? And they're not, and they're not lying. Like trans people aren't lying about their gender, but that's like how it's, how it's considered in this instance. Like why you don't like, it's not illegal not to disclose that you were married once. If you sleep with somebody, it's not illegal to disclose you had an appendectomy at some point in your life. You know, like it, I don't, it's, I guess, was this a trans man or I think this was a trans man. Trans woman. Oh, trans woman. Trans woman, because the girlfriend, the trans woman's girlfriend, she said, wanted to use a dildo. Uh, and, the you know, the prosecuting side said that she thought it was a real penis, which, okay, so let's break that down for a second. If anybody here has ever seen or touched <laughs> a dildo... And also seen or touched the real thing. How? How could you... Ma- and, like, the, even the prosecutor, like, everyone in the case was, like, admitting it was just clearly, like, a purple, like, not... Not that she saw it. Purple, like, not realistic one at all. How How would you not realize that it wasn't real? That's... that's I'm having a lot of trouble with... Like, I don't want to not believe any victim... Uh, who reports sexual abuse but at the same time and I also want to point out that it came out that she she I she was charged with this because Chloe the 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 prosecutor side and and uh, her parents didn't know that she was gay so and there are text threads of this Gail was asking her to come out to her parents and that was right before she made these charges against Gail. So I feel like, and I don't know if anyone, I'm sure plenty of people have had experiences with parents that do not deal well with their mm. child coming out and blame the person that they're with. I just, it's all, it's all really suspect. And the main point is that like these laws and these kind of thinkings really leave trans people at a super, super hardcore and anyone, trans people, right. gender, queer people, like, what do you do if you don't have a gender? Could, could, could someone then like after the fact, um, try to like, could a judge, like what, how would a judge, how would a judge, I can't fuck it. How would a judge rule? How would a judge handle a case? If you're gender queer, if you don't have a gender, how right. is that fair? Like someone could literally just turn around and go, Oh yeah, I didn't know that you were trans. So like, it'd be so easy with this law it's to turn so- around and just be like, I didn't know you were trans. You sexually assaulted yeah. Even if yeah. you knew. That's, that's one of the big, um, that's one of the, well, beyond just this case, this, that's a big um, reason for a lot of, you know, a, a lot, many of the killings of, of, you know, trans people everywhere is, right. you know, trans 
trans women especially will be will be murdered in like honor killings because you know a man slept with her and like didn't you know will claim that he wasn't aware or you know will be found out by people who are harassing him and then he'll take it out on the woman and it's right it's awful. This is this has so many layers to it. It does. It's really complicated and it's like, you know, what what would happen if you were like this is I am not going to make assumptions about this case or and I'm not going to right. pretend like I know what's going on, but the gut feeling that I get and and you can do some research. There's a lot of information out there. Um uh there's a podcast called Red Handed and they do a really good episode on it. But um from all the things that I heard, I honestly get the feeling from everything that I heard that they were in a relationship and the Chloe girl hadn't come out to her family, had a lot of self-hatred. Like we were talking about in the last show, like self-hatred can really, really do some weird things to you. And her parents, and then, and then, you know, Gail asked her to come out to her parents her parents didn't accept it. Her parents reacted in such a bad way and maybe convinced Chloe that she was being manipulated, that she was being uh, um, tainted by this this type of person that she wasn't. You know how you know how um, super religious like Catholic people or Christian people can be like. You know, some of the rhetoric is like, you know, you're being manipulated by these gay people. They're indeed. they're giving you their agenda. They're they're making you gay. That's that's that is yeah. what I get out of it because that's yeah. really what it makes me feel like and uh, there's a lot of cases like this and it's just really scary because it is up to the discretion of the judge and the jury and any of those people could be transphobic and why should somebody like gender identity is such a private matter and people shouldn't be forced to figure it out even what if they don't have it figured out right. They shouldn't be forced to, like, vocalize every detail of their history to somebody. Like, it should matter what they are now. It's just, it really, it blew my mind. Right, yeah, and that's that's another another sort of thing that should maybe be mentioned, is that, you know, people should be, you know, obviously honest with their partners and stuff, you know, and that's, that is, you know, really up to individual relationships what people's preferences are and all sorts of stuff. But like in general, like outing a trans person publicly without their permission is a huge, huge, you know, bad thing to do because it's, you know, it could literally endanger their lives. So, you know, if someone's not open about, you know, or doesn't want to share it with certain people, like, you know, people should respect that. So, you know, and and in in a case like this, it really seems like it's it's like a you know, public you know broad forum. Everyone can you know, publicly declare how awful this trans person is. You know that that's what right. it seems. It feels like, like a witch hunt. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, don't don't out trans people without their permission. But otherwise, this 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 story is. I kind of want to read about it so that I can like actually fully understand it. I also kind of want to like not yeah, read. Sure. It. 
because yeah. it's just sounds upsetting. I guess for that's the thing we don't know. That's just the side of the prosecutor saying right. that she made up this persona to trick her best friend. By the way, they were best friends in the account. Like, in even in Chloe's account, they were best friends, and they talked on the phone. Like her and this guy that she says that Gail made up talked on the phone. How would you not recognize yeah. your girlfriend's voice? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. It's here. a lot. It's a lot. It's very suspicious, and the way the judge treated it was very transphobic and suspicious. And how old are these people? Um, I want to say I stepped off the page. Gail, oh, she's in her she's in her early twenties, I believe. Let me see. Okay. Um, she is now 27. I have to see how long she's been in jail so far. Oh my God. Um, a lot of, there's, there's a, there's some very similar famous crime, quote unquote crimes. Um, people put away for this. One of them was a 19 year old named Jenna Barker in 2012, 18 year old named Justine McNally, a 25 year old named Christine Wilson in 2013, uh, 25-year-old, 23-year-old uh, in 2016. Really young, young kids, honestly, that are getting put away and now are on the sex offenders register for life Right. for not disclosing that they were, you know, assigned a certain gender at birth or certain sex right. at birth. It's, it's troubling because, again, I, this could be used in a very bad way against trans people. And it's very, the law, the laws surrounding quote unquote gender deception are very loose and are very, very subjective, which if you know, like in law that leaves a lot of room for it to be abused. Right. Yeah. And it sounds like it has been. So yeah, yeah, that was my rant. Yeah. On a lighter note, (laughs) we can move on to gas key. (laughs) Um, any any good ones today? Um, Gas Q is gay answers to straight questions. It's a is, yes, that is the. <laughs> I don't know why I thought I reversed it for a second. It's okay. it's gay answers to straight questions, and it's a segment where we take a question towards the LGBT community. It can be an honest question. It can be a um, poorly phrased or slightly comedic question, or it can be a question in bad faith, but that we'll try to answer to on some level. We try to answer questions because answers are good, confusion is bad, and um, right. there are as, questions, but you know, as that recorded segment I put uh, has it, there are no stupid, there are no stupid questions, only stupid people. That's true. <laughs> The one I have today kind of relates to the case, actually. I didn't even realize. Um, so this is from, I got this from someone who identifies as a non-binary trans-masculine person. Okay. And they were talking about their experience coming out to their mother. Mm-hmm. And their mother asked, so does that mean you do, like, strap-on stuff, you know, to your husband? Uh, wow. Would you ask your straight... Would you ask your straight kids about sex? I'm just, I'm not getting this trend, man. Yeah, there's a, there's a, as, as, as always, there are usually, as, as usual, there are many layers to this question. 
Um, the first is, wow, that's incredibly deeply personal and right? none, none of your business. The second thing is that um, there are a lot, of, I hate to break this to people, but there are a lot of straight people who use strap-ons. Um, yeah. A lot of straight people use strap-ons, in fact. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't mean to, like, kind of burst this bubble. You know, straight people do a lot more stuff than people assume. Um, and if you're gay or trans or whatever, it doesn't mean you have to use a yeah. strap-on for anything. Absolutely. Some people don't like that facet of sex at all. Right, absolutely. People people are, you know, there's no, there's no right or wrong way to do sex as long as people are happy and consensual. Um, at least that's my that, opinion. <laughs> the thing you said about straight people using strap-ons, I, I cannot believe I've never mentioned it on the show. I was in West Virginia and a really, really, I was visiting um, an aunt I think in a really like rich person's neighborhood, gated communities, like super mm. wide spaces between. I'd never seen anything like it. Mm. And my nephews came running back to the house with a big old plastic bag and they go, Look what I found! And they dump out the bag. Oh no. And not only <laughs> are there tons of dildos in this bag, there is also a giant bust with really big boobs. And a really big schlong. <laughs> like a whole bust, a whole person bust. And wow. so, like, and this is like a really rich, like, Republican, super straight right. area. So we were like speculating. I'm like, this, so, this, to, and that's expensive. Like, dildos are expensive. So that bust had to have been hundreds of dollars. So to have thrown that in a bag and tossed that on the side of the road. Somebody came home earlier than they were supposed to. Oh, no. And I'm assuming, like, either found their Somebody partner with all this stuff or their partner was trying to throw it away before they saw it and they just drove by and threw it on the side of the road. I oh, cannot make this up. That is hysterical. It was so... And my nephews were, like, were like teenagers and they just came running. My grandma was there. My aunts were there. She just... Dumps out this giant packet. Wow. Oh, it was so funny. But anyways, that's that's what I thought of when you said straight people yeah. use dildos. Too. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. They see, um, they certainly do. Right. The 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 punchline to what I was saying was just just as straight people do lots of things, and it's kind of none of your business. And pe straight people have preferences like anybody else, or will try new things or whatever. The same goes for trans people. It's people have preferences. People do different things. People try different things. Just because you have the one gender identity does, doesn't mean that you are bound to do things a certain way, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so, honestly, the best way to think about all of this sex and gender stuff, people, if you're having a hard time with pronouns, you're having a hard time for some reason trying to guess what people do in bed, just, just like... Stop looking in the world of black and white. Nothing is in black and white in reality. Right. Nothing is the same as everything else. So just like go in out in words, the world like you don't know anything and you'll be fine. In other words, there are 50 shades of gray. God, no. <laughs> oh, no. Fuck with me. 
Um, all right, so I think we're ready to move on to newsworthy or not. I okay. have a couple of funny ones today because I think we all need a laugh after okay. uh, the recent uh, tragedy in Minneapolis and after yeah. the coronavirus. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so let's start on that. So the first headline I have is, I'm sure you've all heard this by now, Stung by Twitter, Trump signs executive order to weaken social media companies. Yeah. Poor booby. Oh, poor baby. Poor baby. Um, <laughs> the Boston Marathon will be canceled, of course. Yeah. But there will be a virtual event because of coronavirus. What, everybody's running in place for time? I don't miles? know. <laughs> Everyone yeah. get your bikes. Um, judge clears man who broke into the wrong house to fulfill client's BDSM sex fantasy. <laughs> that is no Talk for itself. <laughs> Uh, I wonder what the homeowner who he broke into thought. Was yeah. he freaked up? Did he do an act? Like, I, I kind of want to know the deep. Like, <laughs> and I, oop! Yeah, just like, go, like breaks Gotta it, Google it. You know, Gotta Google extremely it. Extremely skinny yes. bird. I didn't look. Outfit. Yeah. Hold <laughs> like, on, I want to. Okay. Um, all right, this is the one that makes me happy. Feisty old Polish grandmother, 80, 103 years old, beats coronavirus. And then cracks open a beer. Oh, good for her. Of, of course. He deserves what else it. would you do? Yes. Sounds like my grandma if she was still here. Um, <laughs> the bloopers for, for news reporters working from home have skyrocketed because nice. of kids and pets. Yep. I'm just like imagining someone like trying to do the weather and then just getting like jumped on by a cat. Yeah, there were there was there was literally a thing of that of like a really weather, <laughs> holding his cat over his shoulder doing the weather. Yeah, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, but just imagine when your cat writes the second draft of your story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So I didn't know this existed. So this is a uh, story time. Uh, Hitler's alligator dies in Moscow Zoo at the age of eighty-four. Hitler had an alligator? I guess. <laughs> and it's dead now. Alrighty then. Things you didn't know. Um, a six-year-old boy in South Carolina cracks open a robbery case by reeling in a sunken safe from the lake. That is not out of a storybook. Huh. Yeah. A six-year-old can reel in a sunken safe? Oh, he looks uh, stoked. Wow. Give the kid a medal. Must have had some crazy buoys on that. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know who this is, but I do, and it makes me laugh a lot. Missouri, the whole state of Missouri, sues televangelist Jim Baker for selling fake coronavirus cures. Uh, yes, I have well, <laughs> you don't know who he is? Look him up on YouTube. Hilarious. I know who, I know who Jim Baker of- is, but uh, 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 I, I, I got to give some points to Missouri's attorney general then, you know? Yeah, because um, he actually, because I mean, you know, you can. You is can he the guy who the big food you want? Virus away. Is he the guy who was doing like the, like? Oh, blow? I don't remember. I have to look that up. Because that was one of the televangelists. So what they were doing, they're like, <laughs> Jesus is gonna blow the virus away, and literally. Maybe I did. Yeah. There's a YouTuber that does a really funny series, just all about him. He does really funny edits. Oh, that's great. Look it up. Um. 
And the last one, uh, a centuries-old law against cursing in public repealed by Virginia legislature. So now you can curse yeah. in public in Virginia. Yeah. Holy bleep. I didn't know that that was a thing. I broke the law many times. <laughs> we definitely broke I, the law when we found that bag of dildos. Oh, no. I imagine that Virginians have been breaking that law for centuries. Yeah. Um, probably nobody's been prosecuted for it. Oh, yeah. I just want to know, like, who... So, you know, something had to have been the catalyst for them meeting to do that. True. So what was the catalyst? Was someone, like, trying to put someone in jail for cursing and someone was like, all right, Probably, nah. yeah, that would be my guess. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I hope, uh, I hope I made you guys smile with those ones. They're a little bit lighthearted today. Yep, yep. They we did. We all needed a laugh. Um, so, yeah. I think that about does it. Yeah. Um, you're listening to Germantown Community Radio, 92.9 FM WGGT LP Philadelphia, and online at gtownradio.com. We've been Cue the Mic. See you next week. All right, everyone. Have a good night. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Stay safe and happy Pride! Happy Pride Month! Yay. Throw happy some glitter at people! Catch us on the social medias Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Radio. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Alexa, Spotify, Radio.com, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Deezer, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. And as a reminder, our old episodes are still up on Podomatic, but we have moved our feed over to pinecast.co. Be sure to check us out there for all the updates on the new episodes.